Bark, bark. Gnarly. I'm Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, her dog, Willow, and my best friend, Derek. And it is a cool spring day with a high of 48 degrees here in Seattle. Today's date, March 23rd, 1990. Ashley, what are we doing here? Well, we love 1990 so much that we're spending an entire year here rollerblading, celebrating our success. And of course, seeing new movies as they come out each week. This week, we're side-eyeing our 11th movie so far from 1990 and our 50th movie overall since starting new release podcast. Whoa. Ow, ow. Ooh. Um, So movie number 50 is Pretty Woman. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. Rated R. It's your classic fairy tale story with Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. Classic. uh, There was supposed to be a hint of sarcasm there. Yeah, I said classic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oof. <laughs> that is this week's sound. Um, I'll try to weave it in throughout. We are going to discuss Pretty Woman, of course. How fortunate we are to have such an iconic movie as our 50th. But first, we need to talk about how we're celebrating this big milestone, the big 5 50 episodes. Basically, that means this is our one-year anniversary since we do one, one a week. And um, there are, you know, 50 weeks in a year, right? Close enough. Yeah. And so, <laughs> Ashley, um, how, are we, how are we celebrating? We're getting makeovers. Uh, of course. <laughs> Why not? What kind of makeovers? <laughs> well, Will is going to get a shut-up makeover. No. Um, no, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Thanks. <laughs> you can take that. No, no. Um, I'm going to be more of the jazzercise instructor fitness makeover. The sweet outfits. Yeah. Bright neon colors, headband, spandex uh, for you. We're all just trying to make sure um, after last week's uh, debacle um, where we started drawing attention to ourselves as future space beings, um, we want to fit in. So um, Ashley is going to look like an aerobics instructor. I am leaning into my signature style from the <laughs> present day, uh, conveniently, which is, um, boxy, uh, sweatshirts, like kind of what you would call like 90s streetwear. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite brand is bum equipment, which had its, uh, peak <laughs> in the early nineties. And, um, I am the largest owner of bum equipment sweatshirts in the United States, as far as anyone can tell me. So, um, Derek, what about you? What's your look? I got a grunge makeover. It figures. Yeah. yeah. I'm, specifically, I've got a shirt that says uh, corporate magazines still suck. Nice. And I've got oh, ripped right. rip jeans and some boots. Some boots. Yeah, you're going like skater grunge. Last week, of course, we um, sp- sparked the flannel trend um, knowingly kind of gave that a little a little head start or a little nudge um so you're not so much like northwest grunge but just kind of like general skater grunge mm-hmm. yeah is it gonna be weird for us to hang out with each other now that we yes. have these makeovers <laughs> i mean yeah we're, we're gonna be mismatched it's kind of like in a um a movie where you walk into the cafeteria and we would all be sitting <laughs> at different, different tables, tables <laughs> at the mall at the mall court um oh, we're gonna sure. have to i did it again at the food court at the mall yeah, um, <laughs> food court, food the court. The mall court. <laughs> we need to start a um, judicial branch at the mall. <laughs> it's like Judge Judy in the mall. So enough enough of this. Um, we are really enjoying our new threads, but we've got to talk about um, the movie that sparked makeovers all around the world. Let's hear the trailer. Touchstone Pictures presents the story of a date. Wow. This isn't a date, it's business. That led to a deal. I'd like you to spend a week with me, be at my beck and call. It's gonna cost you. That's becoming a dream come true. He wants me to stay the whole week. Is he twisted? They're two people with nothing in common. Get rid of your gum. I don't believe you did that. Having the wildest week of their lives. Richard Gere, Julia Roberts, Pretty Woman. Now playing at a theater near you. Check newspapers for showtimes. Okay, so that was the trailer for Pretty Woman. Ashley, everyone, this is probably like 
name recognition wise, one of the most well-known movies we watched, but I was really racking my brain trying to remember like my earliest memory of the movie itself. Like there's the song which came out in the sixties, which this movie of course, popular re popularized. There's like Julia Roberts as, you know, like her makeover scenes and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. What do you remember about, do you remember when you first saw this movie? I mean, I know I had to be in middle school, but that's pretty much like, I think I watched it in middle school. Maybe it was at Katie Painter's house, a good friend growing up. Um, And I remember her having really cool outfits, right? The whole shopping scene and all that. I don't really remember it being problematic with Jason Alexander at all. Like I completely blocked that from my memory. I just remember yeah. being like a fun, like prostitution movie. Like a hooker. I was like, Oh, she's a hooker. Whatever. She's oh. having a great time. And like, I didn't even, didn't even. What are those, what are those fun <laughs> prostitution movies for yeah. <laughs> teens all across the country? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I honestly had no clue when I first saw this, like oh, start to finish. I mean, it's, it, it maybe was a movie that um, youngish uh, girls watched more than boys. Mm-hmm. um just because of like i don't know the name or thinking it was a rom-com being like a immature uh uh young man um <laughs> derek do you remember watching this i don't i don't know if i ever saw it before we watched it together oh okay yeah wow. yeah like I, I i've definitely seen it as an adult but I, it was probably yeah like in the last 10 years or so that i, I watched it for the first time um it's yeah the jason alexander character is problematic but um as we get into the movie itself i'm really interested to hear your thoughts on the main relationship so let's just set it up let's get into it yes i'd like to hire you as an employee (laughs) would you consider spending the week with me (laughs) i will pay you to be at my beck and call Look, I'd love to be your beck and call girl, but um, you're a mm-hmm. rich, good-looking guy. You could get a million girls free. I want a professional. <laughs> I don't need any romantic hassles this week. Never feel it, man. If you're talking 24 <laughs> hours a day, it's going to cost you. Oh, yes, of course. All right, here we go. Give me a ballpark figure. How much? Six full nights, days to... Four thousand. Six nights at three hundred is eighteen hundred. You want days too? Two thousand. Three thousand. Done. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots to unpack there. That's one of the longer clips we've played because I wanted to um, kind of uh, set up the whole negotiation and and. What I think is interesting about this rom com setup, um, this is coming off of like joe versus the volcano and talking Mm -hmm. about adult um rom-coms last week is there's no secrets um that the characters are really hiding from each other they lay everything out up front um whether this is a model relationship um or not a a hashtag relationship goal situation (laughs) uh it remains to be you know that's up for debate but it's not a situation that you're like ooh i'm going to bet you to that you can't date this girl and then halfway through the movie she's going to find out and that's going to mm-hmm. you know we're just waiting for this ticking time bomb to go off ashley i mean did you as far as like setups for for relationship movies go um how did you find this one uh unconventional obviously yeah <laughs> but i don't know it's kind of obviously it's not very believable. It is a movie, but you mean you pick up a babe like Julia Roberts and then she doesn't, she's not like addicted to drugs or anything. She's just a prostitute and she seems like a really good person. And then everything kind of works out. And she knows a lot about like cars, and, like different things. Like she's not an idiot. Like it just seems like it's I a don't classic know. um hooker with a heart of gold scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you I go. Was, uh, there, there's this trope um I was I was telling y'all about after we came out of the movie um where like all the person needs you know they're they're down on their luck because of society because Mm -hmm. of things that are out of their control but uh once someone rescues them from their circumstances uh it turns out they've got everything going for them i mean yes it's a movie so they're taking some liberties with believability in terms of the setup he just happens to be like um 
driving around and, 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 uh, ask her for directions. So that's like a, a, a big coincidence that gets the ball rolling, mm-hmm. but I didn't find like the way that he, she like, you know, shows it, gives some directions to where he's staying. He's not going to invite her in. There's no, I mean, she like comes on to him a, a little bit in the car and, yeah. you know, as a proposition to him, but it, I don't know. I felt like it kind of develops naturally. I mean, like he's rich. Um, he's yeah. got the disposable income to afford it. Well, that helps um, a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and she um, has all the incentive to go along with it. I mean, the, the, the monetary incentive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the way that they're like chemistry builds. I say um, their chemistry is great. Yeah. I even mm-hmm. found that. I, like, I found that believable. The, mm-hmm. the big conflict, um, like I said, isn't like because someone was holding a secret. I mean, I guess she other people don't know that he is uh, that, like he's taking her out um, to, you know, polo matches and, and typical rich people things, business dinners with with escargot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> slippery little suckers. That's my favorite part. Um, so but like so Richard Gere lets it slip to one of his his, his slimy um, lawyer, Jason Alexander, that she's that she's a prostitute. And so Jason Alexander immediately acts like a complete asshole about yeah. it. And that causes a fight between um, Julia Roberts and Richard Gere's characters. But like that all made sense. I mean, like that, that seems like a very natural conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So the setup, sure. It's a movie, it's a movie style setup, but once they, once the, they're in that situation, I found it really kind of believable. Mm-hmm. And they're such a good couple on screen. Like I was, yeah, exactly. Like, um, she's just an amazing actress. Well, well. yeah, but yeah. so that helps as well. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she perfectly captures it. I mean, was she, she was in a movie called America's Sweethearts. <laughs> that had yeah. A terrible movie that I just watched, but she was like probably billed as America's sweetheart because she's this blend of, of completely, you know, um, uh, model level beauty but also mm-hmm. like some something is down to earth about her um what compared to the the couple that we examined last week for joe Vol- versus the volcano hanks and meg ryan that was such a zany movie yeah but didn't really get into their couple them <laughs> yeah i found this couple so much more sexy and so much mm-hmm. more had so much more chemistry than them and you want like i like i think i mentioned last week with joe and I forgot. I even forgot her character's name, but it was Meg and Tom that I didn't really care that they ended up together. But in this one, I was like, I really was rooting for them. <laughs> like I, you know, committed to having them become a couple or begin their lives together. In some yeah. Fashion. Because they both seem to be like developing and, and growing from the relationship. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, that was, it was pretty one-sided in terms of uh, Tom Hanks's journey right? Mm-hmm. And, and Joe, uh, whereas here, like they're both uh, learning from each other. Mm-hmm. What's probably most tantalizing about this setup that we should mention is this was not the original idea for for the movie. Um, why don't you explain the dark version of Pretty Woman in the alternate timeline, Ashley? Sure. So originally, um, it was supposed to be like a dark drama, not really a rom-com, about prostitution in L.A. Um, in the 80s, where Julie Roberts' character, Vivian, is actually addicted to cocaine. <laughs> So quite a, quite a change. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the deal was for her to stay off cocaine for a week. And then if mm-hmm. she does that, then she gets the money. Um, and it's then weird because why does the, why does the rich businessman even care if this person kicks their drug habit? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe so she's not like coked up while they're hooking up. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, there's that one scene where she's like flossing in the bathroom and he, she's like hiding it behind her back. And he's like, what is that? If that's drugs, like get out of my house like or get out of my penthouse. I never want to see you. Blah, blah, blah. And she pulls it and floss. That was supposed to be cocaine in the original. Yeah. So they nod to it. And also he doesn't drink in this movie, like yeah. not even like champagne or, you know, mm-hmm. he's very, uh, straight laced in, in that book. respect. Yeah. I guess it's, it's all part of his like really buttoned up character, like mm-hmm. everything about her is bubbly and effervescent and everything about him is like cool and 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 restrained Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what she's she's like pulling the the more adventurous side out of him he does play he does play the piano (laughs) he does actually there's a 
there's a scene where you know like is it after the fight it's after just kind of like oh no it's after they talk about his dad having passed away right yeah mm-hmm. yeah they have a pretty emotional scene on on the balcony um he's scared of heights and then he goes downstairs uh to kind of regroup and is playing the piano for all like the hotel employees. I mean, the, mm-hmm. just like the cleaners who are like <laughs> off, <laughs> uh, working the night shift. And uh, he was actually playing, right? Yep. And he composed the piece of music that he played too, which is oh cool. wow, yeah, he Impressive. wrote pretty pretty woman as well. That's not true. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I I thought that the I mean, would you have preferred to see the the dark version? Um. <laughs> kind of <laughs> like i mean i'd be interested i think if they had casted the original couple that they wanted in the movie that was the plan is to go look at the darker route both mm-hmm. roberts and richard gear doesn't really make sense who, but, who was that yeah so they were going to cast they wanted al pacino and michelle pfeiffer and that would have completely changed the whole movie well scarface so, action so yeah. they were the the lead couple in scarface nice cocaine mm-hmm. tie-in yeah um, <laughs> and so i mean can you imagine like I can't really, I guess, well, in Godfather, Pacino Pacino can play a little bit restrained, but he would have had some moments where he was, was, was flipping out. I'm sure Mm -hmm. the movie apparently culminates, um, the, the other version in Edward, uh, the character, the, the male businessman character throwing the prostitute out of the car and driving off. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) So a little darker. I can see Pacino doing that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but like Richard Gere, you can't see Julia Roberts playing that. I don't know. Just yeah, America's sweet. Well, maybe she should have challenged herself. I mean, she was just getting her career started. It would have been <laughs> it would have been a radically different career. Or I mean, this movie might just have been a, a flop, and and very few people would have seen it. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to watch American Gigolo, uh, a Richard Gere movie from 1980, where he plays a male prostitute. Um, <laughs> there's got to be some kind of you know like a little nod in the in the casting of him. Uh, mm-hmm. with the roles reversed there um i watched the trailer it's it looks kind of like the dark version uh that they were going that they're that you were describing where um it's the director of taxi driver so go. yeah the lighting is totally different it's he's there's a murder at some point in the in the movie so it's Ooh, kind of okay. in the erotic thriller uh vein whereas this is firmly in the the rom-com lane mm-hmm. uh Speaking of which, um, nothing makes a rom-com <laughs> like a makeover. Um, we saw yep. Tom Hanks get his uh, swerve on. Is that is that how you say it? Sure. <laughs> That's how <laughs> um, you can say it. He, uh, he got some new luggage. He got his, his strange uh, uh, grungy haircut uh, trimmed and uh, fancy suits in Joe versus mm-hmm. the Volcano. Every, I mean, this... Uh, this is probably like one of the most iconic makeover scenes of all time. There's multiple parts to it. She first goes to, I mean, being a prostitute and only having her one, her streetwear mm-hmm. on her, she has to go to Beverly Hills to Rodeo drive and um, try and get appropriate clothes for a uh, business dinner with gear. And he gives her a credit card, but doesn't give her, you know, anything else to wear. Um, yeah. So the first time she goes in, she is firmly um, shamed by the the associates at one of the stores. And then the next time she goes in, he kind of orchestrates things and makes sure she's very well taken care of. Um, and the scene ends in this memorable moment. Hey, no, thank you. you. Hi. Hello. Do you remember me? No, I'm sorry. I was in here yesterday. You wouldn't wait on me? Oh, you work on commission, right? Uh, yes. Big mistake. <laughs> Big. Huge. I have to go shopping now. See ya. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome because like, there's a whole arc to the makeover journey. She starts, um, and we're going to be talking more about makeovers across cinema later. Um, but I think one of the thing that things that makes this one stand out is you get to see like how 
she shoves it in the face of the snooty um, mm-hmm. <laughs> associates. And then, I mean, and then there's just all these different reveals. We get the reveal of her coming down um, uh, in the red dress. She's like sitting at the bar waiting for him. Um, how did you like the kind of the the comedic juxtaposition, actually, of this her like fish out of water moments at the business dinner and stuff like that? I liked them. Um, they added like a little lightheartedness to the dinner because it was a serious dinner. So yeah, um, it was nice to see her being, cause I didn't want her to, I know she was getting kind of lessons from the concierge at the hotel she was staying at mm-hmm. of like what fork was where and all that stuff. But it was nice seeing like, Oh, she actually doesn't know. And she's trying to figure it out. And then like the older gentleman was kind of like trying to, was being very sweet to her. So it was kind of, yeah. I don't know. It was cute. Yeah. What's, I think it's um Ralph Bellamy. Um, who plays the the hotel manager? He likes to point out, um, <laughs> but it, it's it's such a sweet uh, relationship that develops between them. Mm-hmm. Their first encounter is him like, you know, what is this uh, woman doing in the hotel lobby? He doesn't like approach her in a really aggressive way or anything, but he he ushers her to his office, and she's very standoffish because she's used to being hassled and and you know. Um, demeaned for how she dresses and for her job, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, but he quickly comes around to being very supportive and helping her, you know, um, calling the store uh, Mm -hmm. and warning them that she's coming and and to take care of her. And then all throughout the movie, yeah, he's kind of like there to, to kind of like hold her hand or, or um, help her learn etiquette as needed. Um, So he's my favorite character. Was he? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, he started off kind of as a jerk at the very beginning. Because he's like, oh, do you have a lot of other cousins in here? Like, I won't see you again in here, will I? And then he goes to like, I'll call the store. I'll fix it. I'll do everything. And they slowly like. Yeah, it's they're doing this weird dance of like, she's he comes up with a fake backstory for her reason to be at the at the hotel. Um Richard Gere's character is a very important, very rich (laughs) customer of theirs. So he tells Julia Roberts, the hotel manager that like, okay, I understand you're his niece, (laughs) but, um, so just as long as you don't have any other uncles (laughs) that show up at the hotel later, um, we're good. So, yeah, I I don't know. Did you find the overall balance between Rom and Com (laughs) to be, (laughs) to be, uh, uh, successful? Um, I could have, I would have wanted a little more calm, but you know, no, okay. it was good. It was a good mixture. I, I really, I've always liked this movie. So watching it again, I was just like, oh, it's just so good. Well, you said you were rooting for the main couple. I mean, mm-hmm. why is that? Well, cause their chemistry. I mean, yes. I just immediately like kind of fall in love with them. The idea of them being in love and I forgot, but Richard Gere originally wasn't going to take this part at all. So, so Original, a lot of different cast alternate alternate so casting universes different. yeah but the only reason he took it is because while he was on the call to the casting agent julia roberts slid a post-it to him which is like please take the part or please what'd you say um like yeah like please say yes and then he said yes because of her oh mm, that's mm-hmm. cute so yeah. like at that i mean and that's like the starting of like the before the movie starts like it's pretty like you want them you're rooting for them wow yeah well, i mean you could definitely see on screen like she's doing a little more work than him like he's just looking handsome and yeah <laughs> and, and playing it straight um but he does come around by the end and he has he has moments where he like breaks breaks his icy veneer mm-hmm. um for me i i thought that like the fairy tale the literal fairy tale ending of the movie where he arrives at her <laughs> like the, the bottom of her building and mm-hmm. she she's like a princess at the top you know, uh, in the castle of her, her grungy apartment, mm-hmm. um, which isn't that grungy. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so he has to, you know, get over his fear of heights and climb the fire escape and rescue the princess and like ride off in their limo into the, into, um, the sunset. It, they mentioned throughout the movie repeatedly that, uh, she wants like a fairy tale life or, or something like she wants, mm-hmm. like she wants a, a prince to, to rescue her. And this is like the real world version of a fairy tale. I didn't really think that was a weakness because I thought they were just leaning into that element. I mean, it's unbe- it's less believable, but I thought that's what they were going for. Yeah. I think it's, it's what she wanted. And the fact that like he came up to her and then it's not like her rescuing her, 
that him rescuing her, it's them rescuing each other, which I thought was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Derek, were, were you rooting for the couple? Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, on, like, like I said earlier, I mean, I think the reason it works so well is just a relationship drama is they know what they're getting into. The mm -hmm. conflict is believable. And the resolution is also believable. It's like they, I mean, the, the happy ending is believable. He's going to, you know, it's only been a week. And so uh, the, the drama at the end of the movie is that he's going to go back to New York and, you know, maybe they'll meet up in the future. Um, he'll, he offers to like, again, she kind of feels disrespected because he offers to like put her up in an apartment or, or something, mm -hmm. take care of her financially, but not emotionally. And, um, of course changes his mind. I don't know. I just found that whole, that whole journey very believable. Yeah, me too. So. I really liked it. Okay. Well, yeah, it was totally realistic. It, yeah. like it, it, could, it could happen. It wasn't, you know, too far fetched like Joe versus volcano. So I just no. have to become a prostitute. <laughs> no yeah. brain clouds. Well, I mean, yeah. Like if you spend enough time on the street corner, eventually a Lotus, uh, will pull up and, and, you know, <laughs> or a serial killer, you know, one of the, yeah, other. yeah, no, it's, it's probably not, it's, it was probably a movie gets like one, um, lottery ticket, crazy, like coincidence. Mm -hmm. uh, and if it's the setup for the movie, that's like, that's the cool thing about life. Like one crazy thing can happen and, and all yeah. have all these spiral effects. Now, if it's like every two seconds in the, in the plot, a new crazy thing happens like <laughs> Joe versus the volcano and mm -hmm. there's hammerheads and tsunamis and, and, and whatever and, you want, you know, <laughs> lifeboats and, and, and magical volcanoes, then yeah, you're in a different universe, but this felt grounded enough. Mm -hmm. The Jason Alexander character wasn't just there to, um, manufacture drama. Like he right. seemed like a believable creep. Yeah. Um, perfect casting for him <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like playing the same character in shallow Hal, right i don't remember shallow Hal. yeah um probably probably best that way yeah um, <laughs> like okay so yeah i it sounds like we're all rooting for this couple and that's mm -hmm. really all you can ask for anything else um you want to add before we take a little break i just really liked it that's it <laughs> oh Derek, you ready sure thing chicken wang well, now let's take a break from our discussion of Pretty Woman while we tune our dials to NR94 new release radio. This is where we give you a taste of what's happening this week back in 1990, starting with a hit tune. Whatever you want, whatever you want, baby. It's all right with me. Yeah. Could have been used in the movie. Yeah. Maybe Fifty Shades. The song you just heard was Whip Appeal by Babyface, <laughs> sliding out seven spots to number 32 on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of March 23rd. 1990. Ashley, Oof. what is going on in news this week? Well, before you do that, whip appeal. What a funny, like, what? I, I mean, start saying that, like, oh, you got whip appeal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's literally whipping someone, right? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the appeal, a, they're whippable. Yeah. It's a king. Sexy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so news or pop culture. So on March 18th, 1990, there's the largest art robbery in history, in U.S. history. So 13 works of art, over $500 million worth, were stolen from the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston. Derek, mm. where were you five days ago? I yeah, Derek, what did you do? I was with you guys, right? Okay. Guys? I don't know. You're hanging out with your grungy friends. Well, you skateboard away with some artwork. <clears throat> um, let's move on. Let's see if we can hear <laughs> any clues in this clip. Okay, perfect. It is a beautiful and priceless collection. <laughs> Sounds like Halloween. Hundreds of millions of dollars worth of art housed mm. inside these walls. The Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston. Hmm. Visitors Derek? from all over the world There's come to see ways these to get money, Nina. But that's not all are they're there? looking at. They're also looking at a crime scene. In no. fact, a crime scene from the biggest art heist in history, still unsolved. 
and hmm. maybe solved. Is all that's left. <laughs> huh. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, we'll get to the bottom of this. That's interesting. We'll Never, that's news to me. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, Very convincing. <laughs> what about the box office? It's Pretty Woman make number one. Our 50th movie on new release is the number one movie at the box office this week. As expected. Strutting in with 11 million, kicking Derek's poor impersonation of Sean Connery's ponytail to the curb at number two with 9 million. Joe sliding to number three um, and driving Miss Daisy careening off a cliff to number four. Um, house party still hanging in there, though. Good for good for house party at number five. So, yeah, we've got a new number one. Um, we'll see if the movie next week can um, dismount Pretty Woman. But for now, we are supporting the number one movie at the box office. Now for everyone's favorite segment on New Release Radio. Rank the plank. Pew, pew, pew. It's a moment of truth. You're giving it all. Standing alone. The this is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This ah. week's topic most dramatic movie makeover, of course. Ashley, what are some examples of dramatic movie makeovers that we did not select for our own sure so look she doesn't wear glasses um so that's princess diaries and she's all that um i want to be popular fit in like ty and clueless or anne hathaway and devil wears prada then you have emma stone and easy a and who house bunny was anna ferris yeah she's the main bunny oh yeah the lead bunny um and then you have sandra bullock and miss congeniality but we didn't pick any of those. These are that's a good head to head. Um, and then how about I guess there's some male makeovers too, like Lloyd and Harry with those sweet ski suits in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. And then uh <laughs> Steve Carell and Crazy Stupid Love with Brian Gosling, and then all those superhero ones. Did um <laughs> did you put out the bad signal on Instagram for any makeovers? I yeah, I put out the bad signal. I don't know, yeah, where that sure. how that relates. <laughs> um so our Instagram followers chose She's All That and Princess Diaries as their top. Okay. Yep. Um, those are, yeah, uh, She's All That especially is kind of like the prototypical teen movie makeover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Princess Diaries is kind of like the the fairy tale one. So nice yeah. tie-in with Pretty Woman there. Uh, for me, what, uh, my criteria, and y- y'all can let me know if you had a different um, a different way of looking at it. I wanted to go with like the classic um, uh, from, you know, one look to a new look style makeover, not like, you know, Chris Evans. I saw Chris Evans in uh, Captain America coming up, not like anything that is like supernatural, uh, Fiona mm-hmm. and Shrek <laughs> would, <laughs> you know, be an, a pretty dramatic makeover, but, um, there's magic involved there. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go with something that, you know, was like, New clothes, new hair, new you, slow mo intro scene. We'll get to my. We'll get to my. <laughs> you know uh, I love those slow mos. Yeah. In a minute, who <laughs> there has to be some some beats that that it hits for me. Ashley, um, before I ask you, I almost always forget. Yep. We've got Julia Roberts going from unrefined to ultra fine. Oh, pretty woman. <laughs> um, this is gonna the move the movie nominee this week is going to be a strong, strong contender. So mm-hmm. let's see what you can do to bring it down. Pretty woman, Ashley. <laughs> so my selection, hopefully you guys have seen this movie, is from She's the Man. So Amanda Bynes goes to a different private school to play soccer as her brother. Um, and then her roommate's Channing Tatum. And so she goes through this whole transformation, wears like a male wig and then tries to like make her voice more masculine, which is not really effective. And she's yeah. so small, like petite. So it's pretty Shouldn't good. She makeover, have like a though. mustache at one point. Um, they tried to do a whole like, yeah. makeover. Just facial hair just didn't look right. So right. she just gets it's a wig like and really, a baby face. Really thin. Uh-huh. Um, Jamie loves this movie. Very close friend of the show. Yeah. Um, so I've watched it relatively recently with with her 
I would say going for changing genders for a makeover is pretty dramatic. Mm-hmm. We watched um, the movie Ladybugs a lot. Oh, yeah. Up. That one, that's like the, the gender swap makeover that sticks with me. It's a boy. It's basically the reverse of this plot. It's yeah, a boy it's playing on girls soccer. Yeah, right? it's Rodney Dangerfield is the coach. And oh, Eric Denton. Eric Denton. Oh, I forgot his name. Shoot. Isn't it Brandis? Oh, yeah. I confuse, I confuse them all the time. There's two characters, two actors that look the same to me. 90s icon who I think has passed away. I was watching mm-hmm. the Hulu doc Kid 90 last week. Um, oh, I didn't finish that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in that. Um, so okay, she's the man for you. Um, yep. As I alluded to earlier, mine is um, Judy Greer playing mm-hmm. this character named Fern in the movie Jawbreaker. Rose McGowan is probably the most memorable thing from this movie. They everyone's wearing like spandex it's it gets pigeonholed a little bit is a heather's ripoff Mm -hmm. but basically what happens is fern finds out that they killed one of their friends so in order to um uh, in exchange for her silence they make her over and turn her into such a new version of herself that she's playing violet this foreign exchange student with blonde hair red heels and um you know uh spandex tights and of course they get the the like classic walking through the the school locker scene everyone turning their heads in slow-mo and um the power goes the the power and the beauty and the makeover really goes to her head (laughs) she turns she turns into um probably the meanest of the the mean girl group Mm -hmm. so that proves how dramatic it is Derek, what about yours? <laughs> I've got mine is a uh, single dad turns into a nanny. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a feet. So male dad turns into a female nanny and it's missed out fire. Another. Uh, uh, so this is good because it's gender Uh-oh. swap. Um, it's a whole different like it's an age swap, right? Like he's he's trying to look way older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Or maybe he just has like a gray wig. Um and he's no yeah, he he puts on he like a yeah he has prosthetics prosthetics right. that are made for him so yeah he is it's an age and gender swap it's very dramatic I, the only reason it would it doesn't feel like the classic style makeover for me but that's totally that's totally personal preference which is the whole point of this um you know it's it's played it's more like a body it's almost like a body swap movie like all the gags come from this person being like so uh you knowing who's really inside the costume um so it just feels kind of like a different thing to me but it's the whole setup for the movie so <laughs> strong contender ashley um we typically Oof. start with the movie uh the nominee from the movie itself so that would be pretty woman um julia roberts america's sweetheart oh man i Ultra think fine she might be towards the bottom Oh, okay. Um, Only because the other ones seem more dramatic. I mean, she's changing clothes. You know, one the things that Joy yeah. Roberts has going for or going against her mm-hmm. in the drama category is she need a makeover. She's wearing a dumb <laughs> blonde wig at the start, yeah. and um, oh, there was a trope. What's the name of the trope? I really liked it. Um, it's called compressed hair. So hiding your <laughs> voluminous hair under under a wig um, is apparently a movie trope. And so really all she does is is get out of her um, hooker clothes and mm-hmm. into, you know, fancy clothes and take the wig off. Yeah. Um, she was already like meant to look beautiful because it's part of her her profession. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a different type of beautiful. So, yeah, man, I, I actually thought this would be... The way I described it earlier, the the way it's presented in the movie, it makes it a strong contender, but the makeover itself isn't really that dramatic. So um, let's work backwards then. What do you think is the least dramatic? Is it her? Yeah. Okay. Well, and then what's the second least? Um... Wait, we're we're basing this on drama now? Yeah. Well, we always have to have like kind of one refining word. Yeah. So Julia Roberts is at the bottom. Um, and then I would probably go with Drew's with Violet <laughs> only because we're switching genders and you're just switching and you're just changing an outfit and becoming evil. I mean, if you rewatch this makeover scene, it's basically like Frankenstein. So oh, they, I see. Yeah. 
<laughs> they, they very radically change her. They change like there's lightning involved. There's like scientists for some reason. They give her new whips. They get, it's it's like a, a some kind of supernatural, I guess, which breaks my yeah supernatural. <laughs> You're a third. It's not, it's not actually supernatural. It's just Comedic. border. It's borderline. Yeah. Um, but I had a feeling mine was going to be a struggle. Um, she's the man versus Miss Doubtfire then. Yeah. Which is tough only because I also feel like, I don't know. It's more like the whole movie is he's Mrs. Doubtfire to get to spend time with his kids. Right. That's the whole premise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's okay. I'll say this is the reason I don't, I don't think it should win. It's not a makeover <laughs> that's based on, um, looking different. Well, neither is yours. I guess the, the makeover of going from like ugly to beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> is what I wanted. Um, yeah. But yours is totally just based on like tricking people. And so is Miss Doubtfire. I don't really mm-hmm. know how to pick. Um, I'll have to let you guys duke it out. Oh, I don't know, Derek. <laughs> who's going who's gonna to budge? I who's mean, gonna... can we really have Derek win the 50th episode, Rank the Blank? Yes, I win. <laughs> I That's yeah, I think. I don't know. Oh. A tie? No way. Well, no, no, no. no. I was going to say tie. No, no, no. I was going to say maybe ours cancel each other out and then Drew wins. I mean, that works. Oh, my God. Is that what we're deciding? No way. Well, y'all Drew's going to win our 50th episode. Y'all's are, y'all's are deceit and lies. Yeah, it's a makeover. It's a makeover. So I is mean, yours. <laughs> yeah. They all are deceit and okay, lies. Okay, yours involves lightning. I mean, mine it's does a- have a murder cover up and a different name. and a. <laughs> so that is <laughs> so dramatic. Some, that well, is pretty some dramatic. There. Um, uh, seriously are we going to let Drew win this okay so which one goes from from less appealing to more appealing can you make I mean mine's the only one that even fits that category yeah well that's why you said that <laughs> I know but like shouldn't that be part of a makeover or no but a makeover you don't have to be it can't it could be a bad makeover yeah a a, a takeover no a ma- yeah a makeover takeover um uh, I don't know okay Derek, it's up to you. Ball's in your court. I'll play the clip. I okay. know you. This is the winner. Okay. okay. I don't like it. So you oh, know whose it is. <laughs> it's definitely Drew's. <laughs> We're going to make you one of us. Perfect. Beautiful, popular, loved, feared. All that you've ever Little dreamed Rose. of. If. And only if you never, ever tell anyone what you heard. <laughs> Think of it. This is sick, Courtney. You don't own like someone movie, by making so. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Is, you can't have a great choice, choice Drew. Yeah, good job, Drew. Is hey, you guys talked over the makeover part of the makeover scene, but that's fine. fine. Um, Place. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. great makeover. Um, Judy Greer is kind of the perfect... Um, uh has the perfect look to go both ways i mean they're, they're she's not like a julia roberts type necessarily um she's got uh some geekiness inherent in her so anyway i don't need to sell it anymore i win oh, you congrats win. Woo-woo! Maybe, um, confetti maybe a year from now derek will <laughs> derek the way. finally finally the 100th episode <laughs> um, this fire was a good choice anyway no, anyway. it was a great choice yeah what was the final order uh jawbreaker She's the man. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. And wow, pretty woman last. Okay. Yep. As long as I'm first. Okay. <laughs> it's almost, almost time. time to sign off. On New Release, New Radio, Release Radio for this week and give some more reverb. Give her final thoughts on Pretty Woman. But before we do, let's listen to a track that shot up to number 43 on this week's top 100. <laughs> oh, did it. Like my voice. <laughs> Yeah, that was Natalie Cole with Wild Women Do, the first track on the hit soundtrack for, you guessed it, Pretty Woman. Now, back to our feature presentation. Ashley, how was the critical response to Pretty Woman? It was actually lower than I thought it was going to be. 
Hmm. Maybe because the prostitution element, I'm not sure why. I thought I was like, oh, lovable rom-com. It's like, no, it got like 60 something percent. So really not as well received as I thought it was going to be, but that doesn't mean that a lot of people didn't like it. Um, but this is the part where I play two true reviews and a lie. So I'll read off some critically acclaimed reviews and then I'll read off some reviews that I wrote and then you guys can pick who wrote what. Let's Maybe. do it. Maybe All right. I'll win this week. Maybe Derek will win at something. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the first review, despite the cliche, pretty woman is memorable, compounded by great performances. That's one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two, the sweetest and most open-hearted love fable since the princess bride. Oh. Okay. Three, only Roberts and gear as the leads could take a movie about prostitution and transform it into a lighthearted rom-com. It's three. Okay. And then I'll do four. And then four. There's nothing light about this movie's comic touch. Mm. So a little bit of mixed bag. Um, I think you did the Princess Bride one. Mm-hmm. I agree. And then I wasn't listening to the third one because I was Googling <laughs> when the Princess Bride came out just to make sure it was <laughs> before this. Can you say the third one again, Ash? Uh, the third one. Only Robert and Gear as the leads could take a movie about prostitution and transform it into a lighthearted rom-com. Hmm. I, th- I think that, Ooh. yeah, the, I think that's yours as well. I think yeah, two or three. Because we know the backstory of how it got made. I mean, maybe since Derek and I can't be in agreement, um, I'm <laughs> yes. going to go one and two. Okay, I wrote the only Robert and Gears the leads could take a movie about prostitution. That's the only one I wrote. Okay, so you wrote just three. Oh. Yeah, I didn't write. Yeah, I didn't write the Princess Bride. Derek, you won. Sorta. I tied with yeah. Drew. No, you won. You won more because you wrote. Are you guessed more correctly? Oh. Yeah, it was a pity win, but yeah, pity win. It feels so great. To me. <laughs> it feels good to I thought win. it was gonna feel a lot better. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's kind of anticlimactic. Like you, you just won. Shit on my win. <laughs> it's a pity win. Um, oh, I, no, I said I said a pretty one. Oh, cool, nice. No, we, no, we did it. Very pretty pretty women. Pretty okay. women. Pretty wimpy win. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to mention for the Instagram poll, people also said Clueless. Forgot about that one. Yeah, so, that's which that's probably sense. the other more, most classic one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as awards for this movie, it was nominated for a bunch. Um, so Academy Awards for Julia Roberts was nominated, but she not win. Hmm. And then Golden Globes, it won Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts won a Golden Globe for best act, best performance by an actress in a motion picture. Nice. And then Richard Gere was nominated, but he did not win. Good. So. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. What about music? Um, well, I guess it's not like an original song, so it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't count. It's from the '60s, so no. It didn't. Yeah. Um, okay, and then as far as my awards, I kind of came up with like a little poem. I kind. Of, kind of. Okay. Well, I did come up with a little poem. Um, <laughs> These are always my favorite part. Embarrassing Uh to start. Okay. All right. It's going to have makeover in it. No, it's not. Um, Look at hunky Edward with the wind in his silver hair, poorly driving his car through the red light layer. In struts Vivian Ward, the fairest in all the land. Although she's in high demand, it's Edward who gets to take her hand. Oh, damn. Yeah. I want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Maybe I have a new uh, career in the making. Uh, So. I think I already know the answer to this, but do you guys recommend a watch, a skip, or like a dark remake? Or what do you think? Derek Drew? I mean, I do want to see the 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 dark version, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this is this is such a iconic movie that the threshold for like imploring someone to rewatch it right now, like I don't feel like I need to tell anyone to rewatch it. Nothing yeah. about rewatching it made me um want to uh dissuade people from watching it so i'm gonna i'm gonna toe the line and split and 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 split the baby so to speak um (laughs) throw out the baby with the bathwater, whatever the metaphor is um (laughs) and just say uh, do whatever you want okay because i mean like you know i don't it's it's not i don't think we're gonna sway any i don't want to sway anybody frankly Mm -hmm. Derek, what do you think you know I like your response, Drew. I really didn't. Uh, I, yeah, it's, you, it's you said something to me in private. Yeah, I really didn't like the movie. It, I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. Fair. This is where Derek always bombs <laughs> <us. laughs> It's it's so real and believable that it just seems like a story you'd read in a newspaper or something. I don't know. 
maybe i mean maybe because of its like origin as the uh you know like a dark like drug addiction um uh tale Mm -hmm. it like it didn't really go fully into either tone you know it was kind of stuck between the two worlds it obviously pivoted hard into like rom-com and and entertainment but like there's some dna in the story that kind of makes it kind of also feel like maybe leave you wanting a little more of the the darker Mm -hmm. stuff yeah Um, i mean i would just say watch it <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying don't <laughs> watch it. Bag. It yeah. definitely yeah. sets the stage, or I'm sure there's other films that led up to this film that have set the stage to allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. But this film is a classic, and it, you know, she's all that probably, you know, took some pieces out of this. Mm-hmm. Also, I was kind of prepared to, films. um, uh, yeah, totally. I was kind of prepared to, um, view it through a 2021, uh, cancel, uh, uh meter. Yeah. Um, and wonder if there was going to be problematic elements with their with the main relationship. Jason Alexander's character is meant to be um, <laughs> right, problematic, and that scene comes off uh, at the time, I'm sure, as a sexual assault. It was there's no other way to read it. And Richard mm-hmm. Gere punches him, and he's he fires him. Uh, uh, it's assumed so. There's no um, the main relationship holds up, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, like to the scrutiny of of modern day. So. I was pleasantly surprised by that. So there's, that's kind of why I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anyone not to watch it, but I don't think anyone needs me to tell them to watch it. So. Right. Yep. Agreed. Okay. But they do need Ashley to tell them. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on a scale of one to 90, how nineties is this movie? So music, wardrobe, actors, which who, um, nineties tropes, you know, which, there's a ooh. lot. Go- ooh. Oof. Oof. There's a lot going on. Um, it's going to rank pretty high, I think. But right now we have House Party with 84 out of 90, Hard to Kill with 73 out of 90, and Tremors with 69 out of 90 as our top three. Yeah. So House Party was our first movie that really felt, uh, we say this every week, but that mm-hmm. really felt super 90s um, because we're in that borderline of, of a transition year. This movie feels 90s. It's yep. definitely got the, um, like the movie last week, the central characters they had careers before and and after this i'd say well julia roberts is is definitely peaking in the 90s yeah um and gear is so like ageless it's kind of hard to tell i don't right. mean peaking physically but just like i don't even know when his career really peaked um probably in the 80s but nevertheless they are at the height of their powers here and so there's the 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 hair and the the outfits like they represent a certain um brand of mm-hmm. 90s fashion not the fashion that any of us chose to have our makeover done in actually how come you didn't go with the the joya roberts style makeover the richest fuck look no i didn't yeah. want to <laughs> i don't i mean it doesn't really look like you can just walk around in like a cocktail dress so and i didn't want right. to walk around i also didn't want to walk around like a hooker's outfit so and well, i don't conform to society but i did like her polka dot dress with the hat at the um polo match i thought that was really nice yeah, I'd I, mean, wear I, was that. Gonna, I was gonna say you could wear that dress to Orange Julius when we meet up oh, for, yeah. on our lunch breaks. Okay, um, well, <laughs> I'm just maybe kidding. I'll buy it. The mall court um, is 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 not the mall court. Food court. Food <laughs> court. <laughs> I, know, I, I did it on purpose that time. Oh, um, sure. We're we're getting off. Uh, I'm getting us off topic here. The 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 shopping montage, the the makeover, the the ha- her hair, um, mm-hmm. which they died for the movie, by the way. Yeah, so they die, which is surprising because you always think she has red hair. But the one scene where she's in the bathtub, mm-hmm. um, all the chemicals they put in the bathtub make her all the red strip out of her hair, and they had to re-dye it that night. So, oh, interesting. <laughs> um, and she even comments like when she takes, when is it like at some when she comes down in the dress or at some point she's like, ta-da, red. I guess it's in the hotel room when she takes off her wig because mm-hmm. he hasn't seen her. Okay, so the first night that they spend together, she's still got her prostitute wig on. Yeah. The next morning, she showers, and when she comes out in her bathrobe, she's like, "It's it's red." He's like, "Yeah, "Yeah, it's better." Why would you do that with a blonde (laughs) wig? (laughs) So all of this is to say, in the music, even though "Pretty Woman" was written in '64, Mm -hmm. it's so associated with this movie that I felt like the music overall, the song we heard from the Billboard um it uh, top 100 represents a certain brand of 90s music um the question is is it higher or lower than house party so house party 84 out of 90 
I'm going to say a little lower. Yeah. Like an 81. Yeah. 80, 81. Um, well over any of the other things we've watched. Oh yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah, these house party and pretty women are the most nineties movies. So yeah. They should be at the top for uh, sure. I would, yeah, I'm good with 81. If you guys are Derek, yeah, any I think objections. No, I, I don't object to that at all. If you have any objections, you can take that up with the mall court. So what's next? <laughs> um, so what are we going to include in the new release gift shop? So, yeah. so far we have, yeah, I don't know. So, so far we have the leather face, face mask. Um, Yum. Just, you can all- just pick your favorites. Oh, okay. Um, there's a real viewer spliced with old movie images, which is really cool. It's my mm. favorite. And then a volcano candle, some red October bath bombs, kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. So what are you guys thinking for this movie? Any ideas? A bag of cocaine? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be, a, that, a that'll be like the, um, the swag that you give out <laughs> to the, the uh, academies. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, uh, it could be her hooker wig, but it's dumb. Um, mm-hmm. Could be a Lotus car. A car. Um, that's expensive. Um, How about nails? Hair, hair dye? Hair dye, red, yeah. red hair dye, red hair dye, like a manic no, it's, panic. I, it's boring. <laughs> Is that a color? It's like a brand. From, oh, 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 ah, ah, ah. oh, oh, oof. Ah, oof. Got an idea. Okay, ready. <laughs> it's we we did have the make me Mo- make me a monster temporary tattoo kit from Nightbreed. Yep. Um, but it's sold it's out. Sold out. Forever. Maybe we need some kind of like makeover kit. Okay, like a little like one stop shop. But we, I feel like we have a lot of kits. We have the party starter well, mic kit. We well, have what's the, the what's the quickest way to give yourself a makeover? Like we bought new clothes today. Three thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just a, we'll just sell. Um, oh, maybe we can sell consultations to our stylist. Uh, no. Yeah. No, um, no, I was thinking like a headband, or I mean, she doesn't wear a headband, so that doesn't make any sense. I, so uh, this one's tough. This one is tough. She wears nothing but a tie in one scene. No. Hmm. What about um? I want slippery suckers. Slippery suckers as cargo. Yeah. <laughs> Get squeaky toy. What uh, about so her red hair is like really iconic. Could that be? A, could we have that as a wig? Don't we have a wig? Or we just have a ponytail? We've we got have, a ponytail. We have a ponytail hair clip. <laughs> well, can we sell them as a combo pack, or will the pony? Can the ponytail <laughs> be? Buy, maybe it's buy one get one because I feel like the hair clip, the ponytail is gonna be gone soon. So curly red wig. Yeah, her hair is beautiful. It is. It is. It is beautiful. Um, so. her, that's her real hair. It's just not her real yeah, hair just not color. Red. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. So we have the curly red wig. And if we think of anything else, we can change it for next week. But <laughs> yeah. Now, it does It does pair nicely with the three inch ponytail. Um, yeah, exactly. So Matching for a couple. His and hers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Drew, what's next week? Oh, I don't know. Nothing big. Just uh, okay. one of the most yes! <laughs> craziest Woo-woo. hippest underground movies not just of 90 but perhaps all time okay cowabunga God, dude. <laughs> get ready america company's coming what the heck was that look like sort of a big title in a trench coat so get out the order Watch your manners and get ready for the great green adventure. It's kind of like moonlighting. Ah! And I thought insurance salesmen were pushy. I love being a turtle! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, rated PG. Wow. I cannot fucking wait. Ah! Ooh, sorry. I cannot Um, fucking wait. Yeah, this is... Would you say... um, this is the most exciting movie we've had in our 50 a year, 50 episode run so far from my I, perspective. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. The yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are my jam. Although yeah. break in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh, no, well, you didn't know you were going to love breaking going or you didn't have any relationship with right. breaking going in. I mean, I love night of the comet from 84, mm-hmm. but well, I'm pretty TMNT. sure. I think that they do break dancing in one of the films too. So, oh yeah, on a pizza box. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what about Gremlins? So Gremlins over? Are you saying just for uh, ninety? I'm not saying this is my favorite of the movies mm-hmm. we've watched so far necessarily, but I feel like this is like the most, the most hyped yeah. movie of either year. Like looking back on it, um, mm-hmm. and we'll talk. We'll obviously talk 
about it a ton next week. We are hoping to have a very special guest, um, Brian from BCR World. Um, So that's another reason to tune in. If you want to join the party, subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get those slippery little suckers I call podcasts. Derek, that's a wrap. Wrap. <laughs> that's funny. That's pretty good. <laughs>